Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. This nationally recognized, award-winning podcast is hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. I'm Mindy McCulley, Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Specialist for Instructional Support at the University of Kentucky. Today, my guest is Dr. David Weisenhorn, Extension Specialist for Parenting and Child Development. And David, when you told me your topic was keeping your teen driver safe, I thought this is a great topic because I have been through helping two young men learn to drive, and I know that it is a fun, fun time for parents. <laughs> and I wish I was in front of you to see just what that expression was on your face when you said fun, fun, because there's something about the way you said it, Mindy, that makes me believe that that might have been a bit of sarcasm. That might have been well, a little tongue in cheek there. Let me just say that I'm glad they're in their 20s now and we both survived. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and we we are chuckling, but I do want to remind the the listeners that that is a real statement. And and I think there's a lot of sincerity to that. And I don't know if you all know this, but there's been a lot of research that says newly licensed drivers are roughly four times more likely than adults to have auto accidents. Exactly. And the national statistics reveal that car accidents are the leading cause of teen death. And I'm going to say that again, it is, I'm going to say it again because it is sobering and it, and I really want you listeners to hear it because I think as parents, I'm guilty as charged. We daydream about the, all the errands our kids can run for us, our children can take off of our to-do list that might free us up to do more, more enjoyable things. But I, I want to say that again, the national statistics reveal that car accidents are the leading cause of death for teens. And so what I want to share with you today, I want you to really take the sincerity and, and really take to heart the things I want to share with you. And, and I'll, I'll second that by saying research indicates that there are really two reasons behind accidents. And they're inexperienced, right? Mm-hmm. So when they start, they're inexperienced drivers. And the second is distractions. They Definitely. are easily, easily distracted. And I tell you what, as an adult, the technological advances have, have led more and more to my distractions. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so I just think that we need to have this conversation. And there are things that we can do to help our teens reduce that risk of, of getting in an accident and God forbid the ultimate uh, loss, which would be death. And so hear me say a few things today that I hope will, will touch home with you and, and be something that you can put into practice. I do think that our laws have gotten smarter because I know when I got my driver's license, I had to have a permit for 30 days and then I got to be a licensed driver. And so at least now they do have to wait longer. I think they have to have 100 hours of driving practice. My parents said I had to have driver's ed before I could get a driver's license. So at least they did have that personal rule. And, and I think that that might be part of the law now. So that at least we do have those laws in place but yeah, the distractions are the thing. You know, well, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you saying that because you know what? Growing up, my the laws, and I, you're right, laws vary state by state. And so exactly. I, I, there's going to be a, a link here where we'll make available to the listeners that they will be able to to 
go and check the laws in their state and what they say because they have changed. And I agree, Mindy, I think they have changed for the better. Growing up, when I got my license, I got it at age 15 and we had to drive for one year. Now, I don't know if that was a state law or if that was a parent law, but (laughs) regardless, it was law. And uh, we drove from 15 until the age of 16. So we had to have a we had to have one year of driving now. And that depended on what my parents allowed me to where they allowed me to drive right. and when they would toss the keys my way, but they had to also accompany me. And so I think yeah. some of those laws are still same. So uh, they may, they may vary from state to state. So if you're listening to this and you're not a resident of Kentucky or you are, and it's been a while, you definitely want to go and check out what those laws are. And again, we'll leave that link. You can, it's ghsa.org and that stands for Governor's Highway Safety Association, but go and look at those. And so I'm going to go ahead and jump in and just start, start with some tips for what I think parents can do. And the first, Mindy, again, along the lines of both what you did, what your parents did for you and what my parents did for me is delay that licensure. And I know I could probably hear the teens booing me right now, (laughs) but the number one reason for the, the, right, we said the first one out of the two reasons was inexperience and driving competence develops through experience. That's it, right? That's Mm -hmm. the only way it develops. So delay that. Allowing your team to get more time behind the wheel will only, where where you're accompanying, will only improve their understanding of what those road rules are and overall increasing that competence, that driving competence that is just critical. Right. The second thing I would say, and I would say this as loud as I can, no cell phones. And I know that there are going to be parents that are like, oh, no, well, what happens if there's a car accident? What happens if there's a flat tire? What happens exactly. if they get lost? You know what? But many, we never had that. <laughs> you know? They didn't exist when we no, were alone. You know, you stopped and knocked <laughs> on a neighbor's door or, you know, if you had a quarter, you could call from the payphone. And some of the exactly. listeners might be a payphone. What is that? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Cell phones are distractions, they are, and they are a major distraction. So the way that the driver's associations look at distractions, they say there's three types of distractions. There's a manual, visual, and cognitive. A manual distraction are those that in which the driver moves their hand from the steering wheel. Right. Uh, a visual distraction are those in which the driver diverts their focus from the road or their, their eyes. And then the third would be a cognitive distraction, which occurs when the mind wanders. And if you think about all three <laughs> of these distractions, they all occur when you're either talking on the phone and certainly when you're texting and texting is such yes. a big deal. There was, I literally heard a, 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 a commercial on the radio today about stop texting. And they're really trying to target teens on the, on the texting thing. And sure. please don't do that. I read, there was a study that was looking at students who are, who are or young people who were texting. They said, sending or reading a text message takes your eyes off the road for five seconds. Mm-hmm. And at 55 miles an hour, that's like driving the length of an entire football field with your exactly. eyes closed. Exactly. So can you believe that? I mean, literally driving a mm-hmm. hundred yards with your eyes closed. It's, it is frightening. Well, and um, having been involved in car accidents, it happens in a flash of an eye. And yes. So it, it's no time at all. Not it's a blink. 
<laughs> well, and so, and so, you know, in, in some ways they thought, oh, well, there are laws right now that says we can do the hands-free devices, right? Like, oh, okay, we won't yeah. text, but we'll talk on the phone. Well, right. before you start jumping on the bandwagon of it, well, it's okay if they're talking. I want you to know, so in 2010, uh, an estimated minimum of 160,000 crashes involved texting or emailing, mm-hmm. while 1.1 million crashes involved talking on a cell phone. Right. And right now in Kentucky, the laws prohibit the use of cell phones for drivers under the age of 18, which I did not know until just recently doing doing some of the background work for this, is that they don't allow it. So please look up and find out what they do allow in your state. If it's prohibited for under the age of 18, you know, it's probably not a good idea for any of us. (laughs) Agreed. I mean, agree. I, I, there, I know people close guilty, to me who, who have I, been, who have gotten into car accidents talking on phones. Yeah, it is enough to again cognitively distract you, and when your mind wanders, it's again like you said, it's just a matter of seconds that accidents can can occur. So let me give you a third a third okay. suggestion would be to limit passengers. Oh my goodness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Again, similar to cell phones, passengers can cognitively and visually distract drivers. There was a study by the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety, and they looked at teen drivers' risk of death increases by 44% when one teen passenger is in the car, and it quadruples with three or more passengers in the car. And as a result, many states are now have laws that are limiting the number of passengers allowed in a car with a teen. And so while there are state laws, Mindy, I want to encourage parents to, to create your own laws yes. as you've got these newly licensed. And what I'm talking about here is about within that, that they say six months to two years to, to 18 months to even, like I said, 24 months mm-hmm. of having that license that it really is not recommended that you have more than one passenger in the car. And even at those early stages, I would even say, nope, we're not having any passengers in the car. So I think that would be a third tip. A fourth one would be to restrict the driving at dangerous times. And, right. and they've identified, what, what do you think some of those are? I, I would say late at night and well, I would think probably like right after school is probably a dangerous time. I doubt they'd restrict it then, but I'm thinking. When Correct. I, think I mean, just again, like, yeah, <laughs> the time that most people are on the street, you know, mm-hmm. when you've got more people on this road, you've got more people who are trying to get somewhere fast. Uh, you know, I've noticed that uh, a lot of the schools, the, the middle schools and high schools are starting at a different time than, than most parents go to work, which I right. think is supposed to reduce that number. So they are that thinking like about this. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, so you're right. Absolutely. Do, don't drive late at night or at times of low visibility. Yeah. Uh, if it's it's really foggy. And of course, you know, poor road conditions. Sure. And, and you know, I, as much as I, I feel like I shouldn't have to say it, I will definitely make the mention that there's absolutely, we have got to require our, our teen drivers to buckle up, right? Oh, buckle definitely. up. Absolutely. No alcohol, no drugs and driving. Those, to me, mm-hmm. those are understoods. But again, they need to be stated. You have to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, who are we dealing with? We're dealing with teenagers, yep. right? We, we, we've uh, got to make everything as clear and uh, stated as we can. As an old mom, I can tell you, you have to say it. <laughs> and then the, the final tip I'm going to give, and, and I could probably 
Amanda, you could probably give this for me, but I'm going to say it here is be the example. Oh, Mom, definitely. dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Parents are the most influential person in a child's life. And even if you think they're not listening, and I know you think they're not at a teenage, but they are, and they really are watching you and they will emulate you. So if you're not buckled up, guess what? Yep. They're not going to, they're not going right? to, I, are I you remember, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember now my kids weren't teenagers yet. They were elementary school and uh, we were getting ready to go somewhere and their grandmother was with me. They were in the back seat, probably even, maybe even still in booster seats, you know, their grandmother didn't put her seatbelt on. And so we're sitting there, we're not going anywhere. And she said, are we going to move? And Joshua pipes up from the back seat. And he said, oh, Nana, don't you know, mama's car doesn't move until everybody's seatbelt's on. <laughs> and so that was, that was my rule. And I didn't have to even say it. I love it. The kids I knew. Lo- yeah. So. Well, and it's like most everything, right? If you can teach them young, that will be a habit. It just, exactly. to me, to me, it doesn't feel right. To, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I've ever driven with my seatbelt off because it does not, it literally does not feel right yeah. to me to not have my seatbelt on, but that's it. Like, are you wearing your seatbelt? Are you checking? Hey, and this, my, my kids will tell, <laughs> they will tell on their mom, <laughs> yeah. dad, mom was just, she was texting on the phone. And I said, yes. Ellen, you, you know, you've got, you cannot be doing that. And she says, I wasn't doing that. I was at a stop slide. I was just, you know, and I said, you know, they're watching. Kids are watching, doesn't matter how old or young, you know, and so again, just maintaining the speed limit and conducting yourself as the law requires uh, is so, so important as a parent to do that so that your children, yeah, you're setting a good example. Oh, yes, definitely. And they will tell, they will always tell. They will tell. That's right. And it's, and it's hard, you know, you can't, you, it's, it's easy to say, do what I say and not as I do, but that really, uh, in theory, it does not work. And uh, it just, we've got to do the right thing if we want our children to do the right thing. Yes, I I agree 100%. David, these are all great tips. And we do, as parents, want to see our children live to be adult drivers. Mm -hmm. And so I'm proud of all of these suggestions that you have given because it does make a difference and we can save a life. So please, please, please instill in your children the importance of being safe and responsible drivers. Yes. To all of our listeners, I hope you have learned something today and will join us again on Talking Facts. We are available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT or send us an email at UKFCSEXT at UKY.edu. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. We build Kentucky. It starts with us.